0: Celebration Church, good afternoon, or whenever you're watching this, because you just may be in Italy, you may be in Mozambique, and of course, we're talking to our campuses here today in Austin, what's going on, Central Austin Campus, put your hands together, come on, Liberty Hill Leander, put your hands together for Central Austin, there you go, and then Central Austin, put your hands together for way up north, Liberty Hill Leander Campus, or otherwise known as South Dallas. Good to see you guys. And of course, we're just so excited about all that God is doing at Celebration Church. I know you had a great weekend last weekend. And for those that are brand new to Celebration Church, we just want to say welcome. And of course, our 13 correctional facilities that we bring Celebration to, we bring all things Celebration, not just just the video, not just this message. But we bring dream team. We bring our growth track. It's so that they can become, before they even leave, and that's our prayer for all of you incarcerated, that you are fully devoted followers of Christ before you leave prison. How many know that's a good thing? Because that's probably what got you in trouble the first time, and we don't want to see you back in, except as a chaplain. But we're so excited. And of course, if no one has told you that you are loved, here's your sign from God, you are If no one told you you matter, here's your sign from God, you matter. So it's so good to see everybody here today. We're just so honored to be with you at Celebration Church, and I'm just so excited about the growth. But I'm also so excited about the series that we are bringing to you beginning today and for the next several weeks leading up to our legacy offering. I'm just letting you know, our church moves forward because people start thinking legacy. I want you to see something as I get into the message today, and then I want to address Israel for a moment. Look at this scripture the Bible says in the book of John, chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, that these things that Jesus did, and he did a lot of things. Jesus went about doing good. He went about healing. He went about performing miracles, signs and wonders. And then, of course, eventually giving his life on the cross. And if the If the world would have known everything that Jesus did, there's not enough libraries to contain the volume of books. But watch this. But these are written so that you may believe, so that you may have life in His name. Now, I want you to see what Jesus was doing. He was leaving a legacy. Come on, turn to somebody and ask them who's next to you, What are you leaving? What are you leaving? We're all leaving a legacy. Now, some of you are just leaving a t shirt, a toothbrush, bills, but God wants us to leave a legacy. And when Jesus walked this planet, the Bible tells us they captured these sound bites of Christ. They captured these amazing stories, but these amazing experiences, this amazing life. And then it became, for us, for all of us, an example of not just how to live, but also he became a pattern and he became a way for us. He left us a legacy. And as we talk about legacy, it's important for you to understand, it really comes down to this, you're leaving something behind. And I think real legacy, godly legacy, is leaving behind a road or a route to God, to eternity, to a good life, as the Bible says it. I don't want to leave behind just money. I don't want to leave behind just possessions or treasures. I don't want to leave behind things on a video only. I want to leave behind a testimony that, boy, God is good. How many are with me today? And that's what we're going to be talking about because we are going to talk over these next several weeks, the power of a legacy. And in particular, we've themed it this year. What do you see? Come on, everybody, all of our campuses, say this with me. What Do you see? You're going to be receiving one of these as you leave today, and I want you to know that today I'm excited to speak about the beginning and, of course, how to build a legacy. But I also want to speak about what is happening as we all see, tragically, the war that is taking place in Israel. We as a church scripturally see that we are to stand for Israel. We are to bless Israel. We're to bless those that God commands us to bless it also is a testimony i believe to the world of what democracy and what life is to be and what is it not to be and it's not to get into all the details but you prayed last week we're praying even right now we're praying every day and we're also getting involved we have missionaries in israel that we are listening for and wanting to respond as soon as they tell us what to do and can we just again pray father We're just asking for the peace of Israel. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We're just praying for that region, even right now, to experience the only hope that they have, and that is revival in Jesus' name. Lord, we're just praying, God, that there would be salvations. We pray that, God, your hand would move in a mighty way. And, Lord, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I want you to look at me and, and see with me in this book of Luke, chapter 21. Watch this. It says they questioned him saying, Lord, is this and what are these things are going to look like when when the end of the world comes? What will be the sign when these things are about to take place? And he said, see to it that you're not misled. For many are going to come in my name saying, I am he. And the time is near. Don't go after them. And when you hear of wars and disturbances, here we are. Don't be terrified. He says, for these things must take place first. But the end is not now, or it's not immediate. And then he continued by saying to them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes. There will be in various places plagues, famines. There will be terrors and signs even from heaven. But before all these things, they're going to also lay hands on the believers, persecute you, deliver you to the synagogues or to prisons, bringing you before the kings and governors for my name's sake. But watch, verse 13. All of this will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. So make up your minds now not to prepare beforehand to defend yourselves, for I'm going to give you the utterance, I'm going to give you the wisdom, for which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute, but you'll be betrayed even by parents. There's going to be some division. We're already seeing it. There's going to be one side or the other. And there will be people who will be betrayed by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and even some of you will be put to death because of your stance. You'll be hated by all because of my name. Yet, verse 18, not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that it is time. It's getting closer. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. and Those who are in the midst of the city must leave. And those who are in the country must not enter the city. Verse 22, these things were written. To fulfill, woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. It's interesting. For there will be great distress upon the land and wrath to this people, and they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive into nations. Jerusalem will even be trampled underfoot by Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now watch. There will be signs, even in the heavens, Even great perplexity in the roaring of the seas and the waves. The sea is always humanity. And then he goes, there'll be this perplexity. Men fainting from fear for the expectation of the things which are coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when you see these things. Now this is important. When you see. In other words, What you see, what you see is going to determine how you're going to live. And when these things begin to take place, straighten up, watch this, or look up, lift up your head because your redemption is drawing nigh. Notice these two verses that we just gave in Luke 21, 13, and then 34. He goes, in the midst of what is going to be a crazy world, he says, it's an opportunity, For you to share the gospel. It's an opportunity for your testimony to come alive. No other time is there a greater witness opportunity than when people are really concerned about what we're obviously seeing in our world today. Guys, I'm just telling you, this, what we're seeing now, could be some really major movements in the world today. Because it's not just in the Middle East. This is a little bit different than Ukraine and what's happening in that European area? This is happening in every city of America right now. This is, this is dividing a lot of different organizations. It's exposing a lot of organizations, a lot of universities, a lot of politicians as it relates. We're all there and I think we can see it. And so he goes, but guys be on guard so that your hearts will not be weighed down with dissipation. Don't be drunk on the worries of this life, and then that day will come suddenly like a trap. Jesus says it over and over. He goes, don't be distracted. He says, don't be deceived. Don't be afraid. Don't try to overplan. Don't be timid. Don't be a quitter or don't deconstruction. He says, don't be hopeless. Why? Because these are all signals. These are signs of an opportunity to bring the gospel like never before. Or I see it like this. This is a time to see what God sees. And when he says, look up and lift up your head, God's about to come, that doesn't necessarily mean only in a visible return, which he will. It also means this is a sign and a signal for you to see what God is able to see because he's going to open up men's hearts for the good news of the gospel. I want us to see during this legacy series, what does God see? And this, I think, is what he's saying. This is a time to think legacy. This is a time to leave a legacy, to leave your testimony, to leave an imprint, to leave a mark because of the good news. And no matter what happens in this world, people could have eternal life through Christ. They can have a relationship to this God who made them and made the heavens and the earth. And despite this world falling, we have a God who raised from the dead. We have a God who was proven to be God and the truth by conquering death, hell, and the grave. And this is our testimony. And of course, as we're looking at what we see in our city, We believe that the Lord wants us to increase our testimony. He wants us to increase our testimony, not just in campuses, we'll talk about it, but in education. He wants us to increase our testimony in outreach and in our generosity. And it ultimately comes down to this, seeing what Jesus sees. Because if we don't see right, if we're not seeing right, I'm just going to tell you, we're going to look like the video that I'm about to show you. We're going to look like this little girl who the family played a trick on her. Some of you saw this years ago, but I think it's applicable. We're like the little girl when we don't see what we're really supposed to see. Take a look. One, two, three. But I think because she couldn't see what they saw, she just fell into what in her mind was the end of the world. And what Jesus is saying, yeah, there's some things that look like the world's coming to an end. There are some major shifts and changes in our world. But guess what? If we see what God sees, even in danger, even in persecution, even in trials and tribulations, even when we are faced with possibly dying for the gospel, if we get our eyes on the right one, and of course the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, we don't need to freak out. And I think oftentimes God looks at us like we see this little girl going, hey, it's okay. I got you. In fact, let me show you this scripture. It says in the book of John chapter 5, the Jews were persecuting Jesus. And all of this had to do with a blind man. And the Bible says he was doing great things even on the Sabbath. But he answered, as they wanted to kill him, he answered and he said, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him because he not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Therefore, the Jews, or Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing. Now watch this. The son can do nothing of himself unless it is something that what? It is something he sees. He sees the father doing it. He goes, I only do what I see the father doing. For whatever the father does, these things the son also does in like manner. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself is doing. And the father will show him greater things in these so that you will marvel. For just as the father raises the dead and gives life, even so the son also gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the son so that all will honor the son, so that all will honor the son even as they honor the father. And he who does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him. I want you to see what Jesus is saying. He goes, guys, I'm going to build a legacy but my legacy is going to be based on what I see. And going back to John 20, and even in this story here, that Jesus is saying, I am going to give you the opportunity to have life, which is why he came. And this is why we need to think legacy. And the Bible tells us very clearly in Ecclesiastes, There isn't a time, there's a time for everything. There's a time under heaven for every kind of movement. A time to give birth, there's a time to die. A time to plant, time to uproot. There is a time to kill and a time to heal. There is a time to tear and a time to build what? To build up. This is a time to build a legacy. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about being a legacy builder. A legacy builder. We, if you're a Christ follower, if you are a part of the body of Christ, the church of the living God, our whole life, our whole purpose on this planet is to leave a legacy for next generation of believers, to leave a pattern, to show people behind us is the way, the truth, in the life. And so let's get into what Jeremiah went through being a builder of a legacy. So the Lord comes to Jeremiah, and he says in Jeremiah chapter 1, he says, Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I had an appointment for you, I consecrated you. You are going to leave a legacy to the nations. You're going to be a prophet to the nations. And then I said, Oh Lord, I do not know how to speak. I'm just what? I'm just a young person. I'm too young for this. I'm too naive for this. I'm too inexperienced for this. I don't know enough. But the Lord said, do not say I am a youth. Because everywhere I send you, you shall go. And all that I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them. For I am with you to deliver you, declares the Lord. How many times have we said this to the Lord? I have birthed you. I have made you. I have created you. I've consecrated you. I have appointment for you. I did not know this appointment. I didn't know I was consecrated to God. I, don't know, I didn't know until I was 14 years old that there was something on my life. And I say that because I remember saying to my mom, I don't know why I'm on this planet, but I've been born for something. And then when I met Christ, I know why I was born. But I can specifically say I remember that summer. To my mother, I would declare, I have something on my life. I literally would use that word. How many believe that you're on this planet? Now, you may not know why. You may not know why yet. But how many believe you were born for something? You were born for this time. And whether you believe it or not, the reality is you were. The Bible says God sets eternity in the hearts of people. In other words, he has already wired, he's hardwired you to say, God, why am I on this planet? Why am I here? What's the purpose? And of course, it always comes back to legacy. What are you leaving behind? What's your testimony? What's your wake? How are you making life better for other people? How are you showing eternal life to the world? And he says, Jeremiah, I've got an incredible plan for you. And he goes, yeah, but I can't. He goes, I am young. And how many times... We might not say we're young, but we'll say, well, I'm weak, or I'm small, or I'm poor, or I'm scared, or I'm unprepared, I'm uneducated, or I'm skinny, or I'm fat, I'm tall, I'm short. We come up with every kind of excuse to say to the Lord, like Moses, I'm a stutterer, I don't know how to talk, I'm afraid to be in front of people, and of course, Jeremiah says, don't you say that you're to this or to that. He goes, don't you be afraid. Don't you let these obstacles or these excuses stand in the way. And then he says, Jeremiah, let me me just prove something to you. I'm going to show you that you're consecrated. I'm going to show you that you are alive on this planet to leave a legacy for such a time as this. Jeremiah chapter 1, and here's the theme of our whole legacy series. The word of the Lord came to me saying, what do you see, Jeremiah? And he said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Now, we don't have time to go into that, but I do believe it's all connected to the same almond tree and the example of Aaron in the Old Testament of Deuteronomy, where God put a rod of an almond tree in the tabernacle, in the the house of God to blossom. All that to say, he goes, I see an almond tree. Now watch this. Yeah, I see an almond tree. Now, watch. Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. Let me just get down into it. What do legacy builders see? When God says to Jeremiah, You're seeing correctly, you're seeing right, you're synced up with me. So, when you're in sync with God, okay, when you are in step with the Lord, how many have ever walked with somebody at the mall? Or at the park. And they're not in step with you. They're not in sync with you. Lori and I were walking through the airport in Miami. Flying back after preaching in Miami this past weekend. And we know we were on the beach. And as we were walking through, Lori's ahead of me. She's pulling behind a suitcase. And she kind of stops. And she kind of stutters. And I'm not in step. I'm not in sync. And guess what? Yes, I scratched up my shoes. And there's nothing dirtier on the planet than the wheels on a suitcase. And I trip and I stumble because we weren't in step. And I said, Lori, I need you to move this side or I need you to move this side or I need you to move behind me. And, of course, all of this was in Christianity love. But I'm saying this, that when people are not in sync, things don't go well. Watch what he says to Jeremiah. When you see what I see, do you see what I see? your life will go well. You won't break down like a little girl thinking that she's disappeared. You won't begin to freak out. Our whole life is what Jesus said depends on seeing the Father. Now let me give it to you like this. What do legacy builders see? And we can even go back to that story in the book of John. And I believe, number one, legacy builders see humanity. We've got to see what Jesus saw. And he said, I have come. I am on a mission because I came to heal this blind man. When Jesus was being attacked, he was being attacked because he saw the blind man. And the religious people were standing around going, why is he blind? Who sinned? What generational curse does he have on his life? And Jesus said, why are you worried about that? All I know is this man needs compassion. Notice in Mark chapter 1, verse 41, it says that Jesus moved with compassion, and he stretched out his hand, and he touched him, and he said to him, I'm willing, to be cleansed. Can I just tell you something? We, if we see the Father, if we are like Jesus in being in step... And our eyes are synced up with what he sees. He sees broken humanity. He sees a broken world. He sees a world that is in pain. He sees a world that is in darkness. He sees a world that is in desperation. He sees the condition of the world. Guys, what we're seeing in our world today is nothing more than the reality of sin in this world and it's not going to get better. That's why we've got to see what Jesus sees. And number one, Kingdom builders always see humanity. Or how about if you say it like this? They see people. Turn to the person next to you, both of them, and say, I see you. I see you. Sometimes we didn't even know who was sitting next to us. we got to notice things. Jesus moved because he saw people. Number two, legacy builders see God's power. Jesus said, my father is working until now, and I myself are working. What are you saying, and it's the same word to Jeremiah. Jeremiah, because you have seen well, I'm watching over my word to perform it. I'm going to bring the word to pass. Here's what I want you to see in both contexts of Jesus and Jeremiah. God says, when you see what I see, and you move in the vision that I have for you, I will supply. I will work on your behalf. Guys, we've seen this for 23 years at Celebration Church. We're seeing it in Liberty Hill, Leander especially, in the recent days. You guys are killing it out there. It's amazing. What's happening in Central is amazing. Why? Because God is working powerfully. If we just do what he tells us to do, we don't have to come up with anything. We don't have to be smart. We don't have to worry if we're young. We don't have to worry if we're poor. Lori and I did not move here because we had all of the stuff. We didn't have anything. We had nothing but a vision. And when you see God's work, when you see what God wants you to see, he goes, I will watch over it. I can do all things, Paul says, what? Through Christ who strengthens me. He strengthens you when you see what he sees. Number one, legacy builder, see humanity. Number two, legacy builders see God's power. Number three, legacy builders see the mission. And this is what I want you to see. He goes, I have a mission for you. Jeremiah, you have been sent because I've appointed you for a mission. Jesus said, I was sent from the Father. You have a mission. With your calling or with being born again, with you saying, Jesus be the Lord of my life, you get a mission. You get a mission and you get a mission. You get a mission. Sometimes we just want a house. We want a car. God says, No, get a mission. Houses and cars do not make for a life of legacy, it's mission. It's living a life on purpose. And He says, Jeremiah, I have a mission for you, and I have put my mission in your mouth and I have appointed you, and this mission is going to succeed. And he says, you're going to destroy, you're going to pluck, you're going to break down, but in the end, you're going to, watch this, you're going to build into plant. Can I tell you what we see? And this is important, because I want everyone to see, we have three primary missions in this year, Legacy 2023. Last year, you guys gave millions to make the church go forward. We're doing Liberty Hill Leander because of Legacy 2022. We've got what you see in Central Austin with the new screen. How many are thankful for that? And some of the upgrades, a lot of the upgrades are because of Legacy 2022. We have a new school, a new school building because of Legacy 2022. Today, I want to talk about What is our mission for Legacy 2023? And we're going to be asking God in these next several weeks, what would you have me to give so that we can move the church forward? Number one, we have local initiatives. And that starts with, of course, our Leander Liberty Hill property and pre-construction costs. We are buying and we just closed on the property on 183 at 2243. Guys... As soon as we get large enough and as soon as we have the finances, we'll break ground on that property. We also want to pay for that property. I want to put a challenge on our Liberty Hill Leander congregation. Somebody step up. Let's pay that thing off so we can get this building built because what you're seeing already is unreal. Just under 1,000 people are calling this new campus home. I think we can be. I was talking to Pastor Christian the other day. Can we be two, three, four thousand? Absolutely. Let's put Georgetown campus in the ground. Like, in other words, let's move. Let's just see what God is going to do in that region and go above and beyond. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen. Another one is, of course, Lake Travis location, launching in 2024. We want to get to Lake Travis as fast as possible. Because we've already got a team, we've got staff, we've already secured some office space, we're already meeting, the girls are meeting there for the Radiant, and other meetings are already happening. Guys, if you're from that Lake Travis area, let's get going. Another one, of course, is we're believing God for this Pando app to make our sermons and small groups resources available for every facility in all of the Texas Correctional System. That's hundreds of thousands of people who will hear the gospel and be connected to Celebration Church. Number two, international initiative. And that is our Mozambique property. We've got two new pieces of property that we need to buy that will put us on some major interstate, if you will, in Mozambique and in particular, Shai Shai. We want to continue to grow Italy. For many of us, that's our favorite campus. We've got to continue to grow. We've already grown this year, having a new campus. But Italy, we need to continue to grow and expand and take that region for God. How many know Paul went to Rome, and we need to go to Rome? And then European pastors. We're seeing pastors from all over the country connect to us. And we want to have a continued expanse and reach into the celebration family. Churches from all over Europe are connecting to this body, looking for covering, looking for prayer, looking for relationship, just looking for help. And then lastly, educational initiatives. And what do we believe in God for? Well, as we have Austin Christian University, we're believing God for the next year, 2024, we're gonna have 100 full-time, four-year school students. Guys, it's amazing what's happening. I think we're all watching in the university world. There's just such an exposure of the real heart of the universities. And we're believing God for residential complexes. I'm believing God that we're going to take what is our present buildings, where we are in our offices, and we're going to continue to refurbish that and turn that into lecture halls, more classroom space. Austin Christian University will be a leading university in America training the next generation of business leaders, businessmen and women with the spirit of Daniel and Joseph and Moses and, yes, We'll raise up pastors, but I know a lot of pastors that need more business, and we are going to believe God to send missionaries into the marketplace. I'm believing God for this. It's a big goal. I'm believing the Lord for almost $4 million. $3.5 million is what we need for everything. Pastor Joe, I don't have it. Do not say you do not have it, Jeremiah. God has it. How many believe that? God has it. Everything we have at Celebration, where did it come from? It came from each person doing their part and God supplying. And then lastly, we're almost done. I'm going to ask for our pastors to prepare to come. Legacy builders see the finish line. And the Bible says in that John 5 and 36, this is the testimony. Jesus said that the works the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I do, testify about me that the Father has sent me. Now, notice, He gave me the works, He gave me the job, He gave me a mission, and I have come to finish the very thing that God the Father has put upon my life. John 17, 4, I have glorified you on the earth, Father, having accomplished the work which you have given me to do. Paul says it like this, I am confident of this thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Guys, I see the finish line. I see that you and I together, Because we've been brought to this city for such a time as this. We've been brought to this region for such a time as this. To change Austin. To change the prisons. To change education. To change Europe. To change the world. And together, we're going to finish what God has started. I'm going to ask for our pastors to come. And I believe that many of you, today, today, your life is about to change. And I am thankful for each and every one of you. Pastors, why don't you come?